What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the third episode for Mr. Gray's Talk Room. So, I know it's been a minute since my last podcast episode, but I wanted to address a few things. Going back to my second episode, after releasing my first episode, I've been called a misogynist, a racist, a sexist, a bigot, um, a goober. I don't even know what the fuck a goober is. Um, I've been called a jester. Like I, I did not realize that my opinion based on the values of traditional women and the stuff that I truly believe in was actually going to trigger so many people. Like I, I cannot tell you how many times on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram that I was just shadow banned or they just decided to mute all the stuff that I have said because they're it, it's too offensive apparently. But... Before I move into that, I do want to let you know I've made my peace. My stuff isn't to talk about like traditional dating. It's not supposed to talk about, you know, uh, if men are better than women. The whole purpose of my podcast is actually to help you as women and you as men have a better sex life. And there's going to be a touch of comedy here and there. I do want to talk about careers. I do want to talk about masculinity and femininity, but the main thing that I want to talk about is sex. I don't. I, I believe that unless you're a porn star or you're OnlyFans thought, even thoughts that her that are having like these OnlyFans channels, they they use sex more as an action instead of an experience. At least, at least that's what I've entailed. Like I. I have literally slept with OnlyFans thoughts and it's like sex is an action for them instead of an experience. And I have very few, I've slept with plenty of women, but I have very few women that I've been in relationships with. So, and I'm going to say they're, I'm going to say our code names. I have code names just the same way that I have safe words. Alexi, Alexandria, Renee. You girls know who I'm talking about. They're probably not going to listen to my podcast because they fucking hate me because we're not married or we're not engaged or whatever the fuck it is. That's perfectly fine. I don't care. But if they are listening to my podcast, if they still think about me, because obviously why would they not think about me? I was gifted with a Red Bull cock. I have a donkey dick. I'm not long, but I'm girthy, or at least that's what I've been told. So unless you're gifted like me, like a good, solid seven, you know what I mean? I'm a solid seven. I'm good looking, but I'm a solid seven down there. You know where? I mean, I can't complain. And they won't complain. As a matter of fact, they screech. They're like banshees. They wail. But going into that... The main thing that I wanted to bring this podcast before I was called all these words and all this stuff in my uh, after my first episode, which really was just trying to justify a BDSM relationship possibility for Andrew and Tristan Tate. That's that's generally what I believe that has what happened is, you know, women got themselves involved into this webcam business and. With that being said, they probably did some BDSM shit, and if the average person try to walk in to a bedroom of people having a BDSM relationship, they would call the cops. Like, that's that's literally what would happen. Alexandria, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Alexandria, if the women, if, if some random person, some, some person who has vanilla sex were to walk in the room 
from the relationship you and I had had, they would call the cops. You know that. Marlene, you know the same shit. Again, code names. So going back into that aspect, this episode is going to about be boosting your sex life. So to men, this is specifically designed for men. The, the, I want this episode to be to geared towards men, right? <clears throat> Everybody has problems in the bedroom in some way or another. And, and, and the reason why I say this because things can be very redundant and repetitive. And when you get very complacent or content, things can deem almost boring, as a matter of fact. But before we get into that, let's let's go ahead and play this. Because this is going to make so much sense, right? I just, let's just play the intro. And apparently, uh, Maurice, Maurice, I'm using Maurice, Maurice. If we're talking, you have always talked this shit to me. Remember when we were in college? You know what I'm talking about there. So let's go ahead and play this just so we can kind of get a get a little bit of a taste of what's going to go on. All right, here we go. So let me go ahead and pause it there. Maurice knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and I want to make sure that I address this. Mom, if you're listening to this, my close family, if you're listening to this, please do not continue listening to this. If you made it this far and you've already heard what I said, you already know the shit that I'm going to talk about. And I'll say this because my dear sibling, my dear sibling caught my fucking sex bag one time and she just gave, she just ripped me a new asshole. But it's fine because, you know, my mom was cool as shit about it when she had told her about it. She's like, that's something I expected. But okay, fine, whatever, fuck it. If you're my close family and you continue to listen to this, I advise you this podcast episode and the episodes moving forward, they're not designed for children. If you are not 18 years old, do not listen to my podcast. I assure you, I am not designed for children. And that's what I'm saying just to cover myself with Rumble, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all that shit. Um, <clears throat> so kind of cut things short to let you guys know where I decided to enter the world of BDSM. Uh, mom, if you're still listening to this, this, this is not your fault. It happens. It's fine. Okay. Let's just say when I was in college, I was seduced by a much older woman than I was. Right. And in a sense, she had power and she brought me into the world of BDSM. And before that, 
even though I was a college athlete, I, I was a linebacker when I played at McMurray University. Um, when she brought me into the world of BDSM, uh, little behold, that I actually read the Fifty Shades of Grey books before I watched the movies. And I will say the book kind of over exacerbates or it exacerbates the concept of BDSM. Like that is kind of more on the extreme level because you have fuck you money. But to the average person, that really isn't the case. Now, there are sex dungeons that you can actually enter or sex clubs or swingers clubs. Um, But BDSM, in short, stands for bondage discipline, dominance, uh, submission, sadism and masochism and i will say that sadism and masochism like there are on the i will say the much extreme level there are guys that literally get off they will not have sex with the woman they will literally in terms of beat the shit out of women and there's actually very common in in more of europe i haven't seen it much in america of course there are like uh, certain very discreet places where you can go in pay your membership dues and you have these women that you have no spiritual or relationship connection with them and all your thing is if you want to get off you just beat the shit out of them because they're masochists and you're a sadist like there are men who literally just they don't even get off sexually um to what you would look like beat the shit out of them and they just get off just in a way soft torturing a woman um, that I've never been to that extreme. I've been more of a dominant and, uh, the submissive I have, it's bare, it's been much more on the soft core side, not hardcore side. And I'll explain more in a little bit, but now that I have addressed this, I want to help you guys boost your sex life. And because I actually had been there, I I've been where you've been when I was, um, believe it was 2018. Uh, I was fresh out of college. I had just gotten my bachelor's degree. I graduated when I was 20. When I was 21, I got a grad assistantship at Tarleton State University. And I will tell you what, that entire year was the best, one of the best, not the best, but one of the best sexual experiences that I had in my life. Because I was able to try everything. I literally got to the point where, you know, one woman brought me into the world of BDSM. I brought several women into the world of BDSM because she had graduated and I was able to bring other women into my life but I was the dominant and they were the submissive right and and there's always a learning curve when you do that right you can't just be a dominant and say you're you're a dominant generally any time who any man who said that hey I'm a dominant or they're a sadist and that's more on the extreme side They've had to have been at one point a submissive so they know exactly the limitations and being able to respect the boundaries to, again, both you as a partner and they as a partner. Um, and that was one of the best sexual experience years because it made things more clear for me. So when I left college, I, I could easily go up i knew the formula to be able to get some random woman that i and I'll, not to say random but a, ca- a calibrated woman that i specifically targeted to incentivize them to become my submissive now i know people are going to be listening to this they're like oh you pretty much coerced or used the lover boys method no that's not what i did because it was a settled agreement right but before that happened when I had left college. There was a period where everything went to shit. 
I was able, and I say this, like I I had a libido, like a fucking porn star. If shit, if I had a camera, if you would, if you had seen the sex that I gave to to these women, you'd be like, this motherfucker's a porn star, right? On top of being gifted with a donkey dick. But what had happened when I had left college or when I was in college as a grad assistant and then I started working in corporate America, I went from being like 220 pounds, very lean, very fit, uh, took care of myself. I mean, I drank like a fucking animal too, but um, I ended up being 265 pounds because when you work in corporate America, you lose sight of things, right? The, the money really does blind you when you first leave that. It's just every pretty much dumb, every dumb mistake that you could possibly do. Jared, if you're listening to this, <clears throat> Jay, if you're listening to this, Maurice, if you're listening to this, William, if you're listening to this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You get comfortable. You're like, oh, I, you know, I can skip a workout. Like, no, don't fucking skip your workout. Like, because it's going to go into the later of this episode. So essentially, I went from being able to go from anywhere from like 20 minutes to an hour and a half, two hours most, right? And that was the typical libido or the way I was able to sexually sustain myself. Like I should have – I look back and I should have been doing OnlyFans before OnlyFans became a thing. Like I would have been the fucking greatest dominant – and of course I'm biased – greatest dominant fucking sexual porn star at that perfect time and be able to show guys exactly what I'm doing. But anyway, I fucked myself up. So when I became at my heaviest, right now I sit about like 230, 235. Um, I do jiu-jitsu consistently now and I com- I do compete competitively um, on top of working out and all that stuff, watching what I eat. Now I'm at a much more moderate weight and with all that said and done, that has actually boosted, that actually has helped me get back to my typical libido and sex drive as a man and being able to sustain an erection and whatnot. But when I was at my heaviest, when I was 265, when I was with Alexandria and I got very complacent, you know, I was actually very embarrassed for myself. Like I went from being able to sexually satisfy my woman, my submissive, you know, for at least 45 minutes to an hour and a half. And it was a whole entire experience. And then somewhere at some point, like I remember I was embarrassed at this one Thanksgiving dinner. I literally lasted like not even 30 seconds and I was pissed at myself. Like I remember being very flushed and red and I looked, I saw her and she was like, I'm just fucking disappointed in you. Like that was the look that she gave me. So guys, if you're having that look with your woman, like literally you're busting too quick. I'm going to, we're going to finally get into the tall tales of how can I help you get your libido about or how can I help you satisfy your woman now that you're having problems in the bedroom and look we've all had problems in the bedroom but the thing is can we rectify them do we know what we're doing can we get our shit on board right like keep your shit in check like do you need to have a a healthy sex life I assure you that so Premature ejaculation, when I was at my heaviest, there was a lot of things I had to put in consideration. So if you are ejaculating prematurely, meaning that you're not trying to bust, but you're busting because your body is uh, naturally saying, hey, I got to go, I got to go. You got to ensure that after round one, you have to compose yourself for round two. 
Now, there are a couple of things to ever prevent that round run from finishing too early. And look, one to three men are probably having these problems. I assure you that. It's very, very common, right? First things that you need to actually need to put in consideration is what is your BMI? Do you have too much body fat on you? Do you have low testosterone? What is your age? Are you on any kind of medications like antidepressants? Um that are causing that like some medications do ca- cause impotence meaning that you know you're very flaccid the way they said it in bad boys too you have to put those things in consideration so look at your life like if you have too many fried foods if you're drinking too much alcohol i will say this if you're smoking weed or doing cocaine i assure you you're not going to be able to sustain a hard on like it, it's going to be and then the, the last thing that but but men do not want to admit women i assure you you do not want to look through a man's phone because you're going to find shit. You're either going to find another woman or you're going to find the concept of another woman. Guys, if you're watching too much porn, stop fucking watching it. Unless you are making porn for your own and unless you're fucking on the daily basis, you got to stop watching porn. I'm telling you that. The only reason why it's the exception for me is because I, mom, don't get mad. But if somehow, some way, I create an OnlyFans, do not fucking watch it. Nevertheless, <clears throat> the the way this works is you have to actually send like you have to really read you have to just listen to your body guys like that you have to listen to your body. If you look if, if I want you to reflect on when you're in your sexual prime, right? When you were 16, 17, 18, you could bust 6, 7, 8 times in a fucking day, still keeping hard on for 2 hours. That was when you were at your prime puberty moment. You're not doing that. Like generally at 25, that's when you peak, literally physically peak, and then you kind of stabilize until you hit 30. So that's where I'm trying to tell you is you got to reflect on your current actions. Like I can't emphasize that enough. Look back at what you're currently doing. If you're watching too much porn, stop. And I'm going to get into this because I'm going to try and help you experiment with your woman, but... If you're watching too much porn, stop. If you're eating like shit, stop. Watch your weight. Look at your fitness. Look at your health. See if you have low testosterone. Speak with your family care physician. Like those are normal things that you need to be able to discuss. It's your body. So before you can take care of your woman, you got to take care of yourself first. Because once you take care of yourself, then you'll be able to take care of your woman. So the reason why I'm telling you to stop watching porn and it's very common is because it gives you the false perception of sex. I know, I know, I know you want a raw dog, bareback, cream pie, uh, whatever woman that you're with, right? Like you want to do all those sexual experiences that you are seeing with your woman but it's giving you a false perception. That's not sex. That is porn. It is an act. It's like it's like any other cinematic movie that you see. It's not real. Now, this is not to say that you cannot be able to indulge yourselves in an act if you know women have these fantasies that they want to express with you. But again, have you expressed that to your woman? Hey, I have a kink. Let's explore this together. That is the key where women get like like if you try to if, if you drink vodka and you try to spit that into your woman's mouth while you're having sex and she's never done that before she's probably gonna freak out. I'm, I know I'm speaking from experience here, but it's like hey, like have you talked that with your woman? Most guys haven't, so that's kind of where you're 
trying to make this false perception that you've been seeing on your phone or on your laptop and put it into reality and that's what's fucking you up in the bedroom like that i mean if that's what gets you a hard on you have to express that with her and majority of the time women want to be able to sexually please you as a man so we talked about your body composition all that stuff moving over from there we also have to put into consideration is making love and fucking as, as somebody who's a dominant is I have only had probably about maybe I want to say two out of the five submissives that I've had I actually fell in love with only after the fact that they were my submissive first and they were my lover second um and amongst other things is uh when I developed the emotional and spiritual spiritual connection with them like i genuinely wanted to explore the body it was actually to the point where like i didn't even get aroused wanting to do these dominant fantasies or submissive fantasies with them it was more the fact that i just wanted to make love and have sex with them and it was generally at that time uh whatever chemistry is going on in my head that i just lost my libido and sex drive it was like i just wanted to you know be able to enjoy that but then of course the kickback came the kickback came where it's like women take much longer to be to to orgasm or climax than men like men we're all based on penetration and i'll say that it's just point blank women are most based on the experience in of itself and so when i actually indulge myself in the experiences it was massively different so i want you to put that in consideration right now if you're busting quick as after you addressed all your physical and current capabilities as a man like where you currently stand go ahead and look at the emotional and spiritual aspect between you and your partner um and that will kind of give you an exception uh, a um the uh, an exception to the rule of is this based on my body chemistry or is this based on the fact that i genuinely love this person and i want i just want to explore this person um and their entire entity because because it does put into consideration we've already reflected back to when you're in sexual prime so the thing is how do we get you back into your sexual prime another another important aspect what can you do there are many things they can do and i'm going to break it down to five simple steps this is what i did when i was on my heaviest at 265 and I, w- I literally was a fact. But if you look at my Instagram, if you look back at my Instagram, I was a fat fuck. I was very, very disappointed with myself that I let myself go as a man. If you're a man and you're a fat fuck, if, and, and, I, and, and I'm going to use a fucking example because I saw this in the movie. Euphor- I saw this, not movie, but in the TV show Euphoria. I can't remember what her name was explicitly, but it was a much more uh, thick, uh, I'll say big, busty woman. Uh, one of those teenagers. Essentially, is she's a fucking dork. She's a fucking nerd. She's overweight. And ladies, I'm not saying that if you're 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 fat that you're not gorgeous. Like there are very thick, busty, beautiful women out there. I'm just saying for euphoria's sake, like in this TV show, that this woman was. Let's just call it for what it is. She was fat 
and she essentially put on a cat mask and some lingerie and she got a whole bunch of guys and I'm and guys this is we're going back to the con, uh, the topic of the conversation this fat 16 17 year old woman who was being very sexually provocative, right? I mean, she wasn't even entirely naked, right? She was just pretty much dancing um, from her laptop, the laptop that you see here, and just sexually arousing this man, literally humiliating. And I'm talking about fucking dorks, fucking geeks. It's okay if you're bald, but if you're fit, it's okay. It's okay if you're a little bit stocky, but you're not fat because your BMI balances out. But I'm talking about these fat fuck, dorky looking motherfuckers who have nothing. Like they probably have never been late in their fucking life. You know, have fucking small ass dicks, right? And I'm just saying, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm watching Euphoria. I'm like, that is fucking embarrassing me for a fucking man. I will never submit to a fucking woman. And I say this because... <clears throat> I refuse moving forward to submit to a woman where she would humiliate me sexually, innately, spiritually, physically, and financially. Like the like man, if you if you want to be if you want to bring big dick energy, you got to be able to be dominant to your submissive. And you don't even have to adopt my particular BDSM lifestyle. I'm just saying is like you gotta be you wanna give you wanna make your woman give you the six steps to your satisfaction. Sex, silence, suction, sandwiches, stability, and submission. If you 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 do that to your woman, I swear to God you'll be fucking happy. And generally with the last submissives I had, they've always lost at least one or two of those and it just either relationship went to shit or lost respect in some way shape or form i either lost respect for them or they lost respect for me shit went to shit that's exactly why i of course am not in those relationships anymore but i am telling you after watching that euphoria episode i was fucking embarrassed for myself as a fucking man i'm like that is fucking stupid i i refuse to be that motherfucker i i i'm mom i'm just saying if i make some if i make some porn on OnlyFans. Don't watch it. I'm probably going to promote it, but don't watch it. It's not your business. I'm just saying. Don't worry about me, right? I'm cool. I'll be fucking bitches left and right. But going back into that, I don't have to deal with the double standard that women do. It's massively different, right? I'm getting women that want me to... They, they want to submit to me and I be dominant to them. They want me to do some Fifty Shades of Grey shit. That's, that's why I made my name Christian Grey, right? They want that shit because I know exactly. And I was taught to this. I was taught I was taught this from, from a woman, of course, but that's... And I give respect to her. She knows she has my mutual respect, but nevertheless, right? That's exactly where I am, the way I am today. So now that I have addressed that fucking stupid euphoria episode, God, that fucking pissed me off as a man. I was fucking embarrassed for myself. Here are the five steps to help you expand your current or not expand, but boost your current sex life. If you're struggling right now, here's what you can do. And 
again, these are not long-term fixes. I mean, a couple of the tips are, but you, you need to evaluate where you currently stand to get to where you want to be sexually. Think about your sexual health because your sexual health, your physical health, your emotional health, and your mental health and your spiritual health, they're all fucking combined, but you got to get all your shit aligned. And that also goes to your finances. I know that if you're fucking stressed over your finances, and most men are stressed about your finances, you need to get your finances ordered. Once you get your finances order, I assure you everything else falls in place. You're going to work out. You're going to, you know, fuck sexually. I mean, you're going to fuck appropriately. Your mind is going to be right. You're not going to be depressed or anxious. Yeah, of course, there's going to be a little bit of stress overall. But if you're overly stressed, overly eating, all that shit, indulging, just I assure you, once you get your finances order, everything's going to be okay. So the first thing that you need to do is if you want to sexually satisfy your woman, Buy yourself some time. Expand your foreplay. Now, there's a there's a there's a false misconception that you're supposed to attack the clit. The clit, guys, I'm gonna tell you right now, the clit is literally like the crown of your penis. It's it's the crown of your head, right? The crown of your boy. The same way that you view the crown of your head is the same way that a clitoris acts. Like it, it's just. If, like if a woman is giving you the gawk gawk 5000 on the tip of your head, that's the same sexual feeling that a woman's going to feel on her clit. But if you've ever had an OTPHJ, over the pants hand job, that you're actually going to be more sexually aroused because it's stroking the shaft. So the, the shaft is like the labia. If you want to satisfy a woman if you want to get her more aroused before don't attack the clit don't fucking try to you know twist her that shit that's that's not how that works stroke her labia because that's what that's what's going to allow her to get sexually aroused do not touch the clit the clit is kind of more you, you do it every once in a while whether you're doing it with your fingers or you're doing it with your tongue or if you're doing it with a clit simulator, if you do not, and guys, don't be ashamed. If you want to get a toy, and if a woman's open to your toy, like there have been many occasions where I've gone into a sex store and I've bought in toys with women, but I never reuse the toys that I bought with other women. Like if I, any woman that I'm with, I will buy them toys when they're with me and I make them them. If they use it with other men or use it after, I don't care, but I, the reason why I do that is because they know that it's not been reused and uh, someone are very icky about that. And that's something I learned from, uh, you know, my dominant at that time. So don't be ashamed to get a little two one inch uh, clitoris stimulator or a vibrator because that's going to help you in the long run. And if you're going to use any lube, right, some women are naturally dry, right? They don't get very moist like others. They're not like Niagara Falls. Get yourself some water-based lube. That's perfectly okay. But you need to speak with that with your partner that it's perfectly okay for them to, like, it's perfectly okay between you and to use lube. Like, it, they understand. Like, you can only get them aroused to whatever extent. So expand your foreplay. Don't try to go in and just fucking go ham and then you bust in two minutes or whatever. No, if I, I've always said this, and this is actually a technique that I've used. So, so listen to this technique. I have a timer on my phone that after every five minutes, there's just a soft beep, right? So I know 
I can give myself, I need to give myself 15 minutes. Women say 15, 20 minutes. For any woman who says fucking 40 minutes or three hours, she's a fucking thought. But to the average woman, 15 to 20 minutes, when you hit that 10 to 15 minute mark, you finally got her to the point like you're probably going to make a baby. That 15 to 20 minute mark, it's like, bro, you better pull out if you're not using a condom. I'm just saying because you got to arouse that much. Get yourself a timer. Put that timer on with your phone. Use her phone to play some soft core music, whatever. I'll actually use um, – I'll actually upload my sex playlist. So if you guys need a sex playlist to arouse your mood, get your woman in the mood, go ahead and use my playlist. I assure you. Um, <clears throat> light some candles, whatever you need to do. Give yourself five minutes. Arouse her. Take her clothes off slowly arouse her her pressure points so so for women the pressure points is actually going to be on her collarbone her neck the back of her ear you definitely want to stimulate that underneath her chin right stroke the stroke the throat don't be scared to give a little soft choke right i'm not saying do some andrew tate like choke the bitch right like you that's not what i'm saying i'm saying attack the outside of her neck her jugular vein Kind of like slow the oxygen and blood that's going to her brain, right? That'll kind of give her arousal. Explore her other bodies. Caress her breasts. Go inside and out. I've always said, kind of like a karate kid, go woosah, right? All that shit. Inside and out. Mr. Miyagi type of stuff. And another thing is when you start getting down there, a woman's sternum going down to her sternum to her stomach to right above where um her like in her groin area again this is all while not stimulating her clitoris kiss the inside of her thighs and kiss going back to the back of her knees and the back of her ankles all that good stuff you could also and, – and one of the things that I use as a tease, I actually have a bowl of ice and I will use ice while I am touching all of these areas of her bodies, you know, collarbone, neck, sternum, underneath her breast. If you're going to stimulate her nipples, don't pull it. Just twist it. Kind of like you're, you're twisting a, a, mach- a candy machine for – for some candy like that that's the way to do it and don't fucking pull it just twist it slowly stimulate it that's gonna buy you at least five minutes you're probably gonna be a you yourself are gonna be aroused but you haven't stimulated it yet again as i said before women uh women are more more based on stimulation men are most based on penetration it's like an over the pants hand job right it's going to get you hard. It's going to get you aroused. You're not going to bust quick. But I assure you, when you stick it in, you've already made her good to go, made her wet. It's like Niagara Falls. So expand your foreplay doing that. Explore her body. Tell her that you enjoy her body. Tell her that you enjoy her curves. Tell her that you enjoy the way her skin feels uh, across your beard. Tell her exactly what you feel, right? Make her feel comfortable. So after we had discussed that first spec, expand your foreplay, you buy yourself five minutes. The second five minutes, that's when you get to business. 
but just understand we understand the first step expanding your fitness expanding your foreplay all that stuff is your fitness in check that's that that's primary like before we could even get into this we had to make sure that your fitness is in check so if you're overweight you need to lose the weight if you have low testosterone you probably need to find a way to boost your testosterone so you need to exercise start eating clean stop drinking too much alcohol stop smoking weed stop doing cocaine right i know that sounds very simple but i mean i'm i don't smoke weed and i don't do cocaine i don't do ecstasy or, or anything like that i don't do bars or fucking vicodin or percocet but again if you're doing illicit drugs or if you're on prescription medication that's ca- causing you to be intimate do not fucking d- just stop doing that shit get your shit in order because that's going to allow you to be able to do foreplay with your woman give yourself five to ten minutes doing foreplay So let's say after we explored those five minutes, right, you got yourself in order, you feel pretty good physically, right? The third thing that we need to do is explore angles. Now we can finally get into the nuggets of like, hey, guys, like, men, your heart is a fucking rock. What the fuck did it do? Missionary and doggy style is overplayed. I know, I know you've been watching porn and you're like, oh, let me fucking pile drive this woman. Let me fucking pull her ankles over the back of her head. Any respectable woman, any respectable woman who does not have a high body count, I don't give a fuck if I'm canceled for this. Any respectable woman who does not have a high body count, they probably have maybe watched porn once or twice at best, but they're not going to want to be pile driven with their ankles over the back of their head and try to have you attack their fucking cervix i assure you that like they're respectable they don't know what they don't know and that's the type of woman that you want now let's just say whatever reason your partner ends up going into that shit well you have to put in consideration like your bro you're probably not the only one and if that's the case like who else is she not fucking besides you i'm gonna i'm gonna say my piece there and leave that at but let's say you have yourself a respectable woman or let's say yourself you have a woman who's willing to be your submissive, a woman who's willing to explore her sensuality, not her sexuality, her sensuality, you know, to be able to please you as a man, right? Let's say you have a woman who's willing to do that. How do you do that in the soft core way, right? I'll say like Skinamax, you know, HBO and, and Cinemax, all that shit. You know, you don't really see it, but you do see it. How would you be able to do that? We understand the foreplay part. We know the points of being able to arouse a woman and the way you need to arouse them. Use some eyes. Use some um, uh, candle wax, actually. You can use some candle wax uh, for a woman. It's actually designed for when it's like a lotion candle wax. Exploit your angles. If you're not gifted like me with a solid red bull donkey dick, maybe you're a little, you're a short king, you're a little on the short side, or maybe you're some big buff motherfucker who's on some steroids and your balls shrunk and it's like, hey, you know, you just, you're not gifted like me, right? Um, maybe you have some delayed gratification or maybe you have some premature ejaculation what do you what do you do right 
well, we we already addressed buying yourself some time, but let's say you're not gifted like me, right? You don't have a massive wang. What do you do? Exploiting angles goes into the fact that you need to figure out where a woman's G-spot is. Now, I remember <laughs> you're going to laugh at this, but when I was a uh, when I was in college, I actually took a couple of biology classes. In the uh, the one of the most amusing classes was uh, anatomy and physiology. And when I took that class, I was actually in a room full of all pre-nursing majors, so it was all women and very few guys. And uh, the instructor that was teaching that class, I think it was Mr. McReynolds, uh, fucking asshole. I fucking hated him because he almost failed me. But even though I passed with a B, but I missed like 17 classes in a row because i'm a smart motherfucker <sighs> i got a 85 on the final and i got 85 in class even though i was drunk half the time taking those quizzes and exams uh and the fucking labs one of the guys had raised his hand because we obviously in anatomy physiology too we had to discuss about the sexual reproduction system and he, we talked about you know when a woman takes birth control when they're not on birth control low sperm count how like you know how women ovulate and there's a period where when women ovulate uh after that or after the period you know there's a period like there's like i guess you could say like eight to ten days where you can literally bust in a woman and she won't get pregnant right uh based on her body chemistry uh we talked about that and one of the one of the guys it was actually a football player a big old six foot three dude probably about like 280 pounds he's like hey you know i just have a general question we're in lab one time we're literally looking at a fucking model shaped vagina and he says I'm just going to ask, you know, when, when I'm with a woman and I'm inside her, and it, this is a woman. It's actually the, the lab instructor was a woman who was pregnant. It was funny. He's like, uh, can you tell me why every time that I'm with this woman, I feel like this ball in the back of, like, in, in the back of, you know, the vagina? She says, and it was funny because we all started laughing. Uh, the lab instructor is like, um, which pretty much this, this guy pretty much said he had a big horse cock, um, you know, go Africa, whatnot. And she says, like, uh, I think his name was like Deontay or Devontae or something like that. Uh, he says, Deontay, you're, you're hitting a woman's cervix, which is literally the point where, like, that's where her baby maker is. Where if you're hitting her cervix, you would literally hitting the base of, if she was pregnant, the base of a kid's head or the case of a kid's feet, right? Um, and a woman's vagina really only expands three to four inches, but like if you're hitting that, like you're past the vagina canal and you're into her fucking cervix and her uterus, like, you know, uh, so that was just a really awkward conversation, but it did teach me a lot in terms of like, if you're a short king and you're not gifted, what do you do? Right. I know I'm going on a few tangents here, but I'm trying to ensure that I can set the basis and preface for this. You need to explore angles. Missionary and doggy style is overrated. And I know there are some women with very thick thighs, with very juicy asses, uh, that you know some men cannot hit it from the back. So what the fuck do you do? Okay, so... 
typical missionary position, right? You're on top, legs open, fine, whatever. What you can do is remember, if a woman's clitoris is is at the top right here, if I'm looking at my <clears throat> if, it, if I'm looking at my middle knuckle, and then if I look to the two fingers on the outside, and that's her labia, remember that the middle knuckle, if that's her clitoris, behind that, behind my hand, the palm of my hand, her clitoris is literally behind my middle knuckle, which is the palm of my hand. You need to hit the G-spot. That's the G-spot. That is the same way that you've used the tip of your dick. That is her G-spot. So, uh, once you understand that it's going to make much more sense so if we're talking about exploiting angles a good way to exploit the angle is if you're a little bit short on the short side and the average dick is about four to six inches um put a pillow underneath her hips and that will allow your the the top part of your shaft to be able to stroke uh your woman's g-spot appropriately right doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right? It's just you're you're trying to get the angle. You're trying to to hit her G spot. If you're not that long, you're not going to hit her cervix. I mean, unless she's 110 pounds and very petite, it's not going to happen. Uh, the the average woman who's anywhere from like 150 to about 180 pounds, if they're much longer, you know, depending on their body type, like depending on how tall they are, it's going to be really difficult for you to do that, right? So you want to explore the angle. So go ahead, pull a pillow underneath the back of her hips. It's going to allow her to raise her hips up. It's going to allow you to get your little short king, right? That prince hit that right angle. That's step one. And this is, again, this is a second 10 minutes after you've already done the foreplay. The next thing that you're going to do, let's say you need to change positions, right? You don't have to go ham, for 30 seconds. Men get tired after a minute. You know, the, just, you know, give give yourself some time. Enjoy that, right? Explore every part of her body. But once you find that it's time to transition positions, go ahead and put her on her side. And this is kind of like a modified lotus position, but not necessarily. I'm going to explain more of the lotus position because this is a position that I've used more on the to be more spiritually active instead of sexually active. And I'll explain that more. Um, if you put her on her side, meaning that one of her legs is underneath both your legs and her hip is, and and her top leg is over uh, whatever, whether your left hip or hip, that's actually going to be the same sensation for a woman based on angle as if doggy style. So if you can't reach doggy style with a woman because she's got a little bit too much junk in the trunk, go ahead and turn her on her side. Be on top of one of her, her legs with her top leg over your other thigh and that's going to be the same sensation. At least that way you can get that same type of con spiritual emotional connection without that doggy style thing meaning like, oh, I'm just trying to you know fuck a bitch or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like you're just trying to, uh, you know, face down, ass up. If, if you want to do that, if you want to give some more of a connection with that, go ahead and turn on her side, one leg down, one leg up, over the hip. You're good to go. And then the last thing that you need to do is if you are 
having problems with premature ejaculation, it's okay to take a male enhancement pill. Viagra, Cialis, whatever you're going to use, right? Cialis is kind of more based on like, the, they call it the weakened pill, meaning that it's not going to give you a hard on, you know, just right away. It's kind of more, it's going to give you duration. It's going to allow you to have circulation of blood to your cock for, uh, for, for, you know, a longer extent of time, the, you know, 24 to 48 hours, right? That's what we call it the weekend pill. As opposed to Viagra, you're going to have it experienced between four to six hours, right? And all it is is just giving more blood and circulation for, from everything that's going on in your circulatory system to your to your boy downstairs. That That's the only difference. It's okay to do that. You can either be honest and tell your woman that you need to do that. But again, if you bust quick, it's okay to use that because it's not a, it's not the fact that you bust quick in round one. It's the fact that it's allowing you to sustain for round two. If and and I've I've actually had this before. It's it's actually a compliment for women if you bust quick. That means that they have like Niagara Falls, you know, WAP, you know, that fucking Cardi B like wet ass. You know what I'm talking about? Uh. <laughs> they're going to take that as a compliment, but the thing is they still need to get off. So if you want to sexually arouse and please your woman, cool yourself off, go to the restroom, splash water in your face, take a drink, take a shot, get your shit together. After you already took whether whatever pill that you're taking, right, Cialis or Viagra, um, and, and this is not, I'm not sponsoring it, right? I'm not sponsored yet, so I'm giving you options. Get ready for round two so then you can finally give her the 15 minutes that she needs. That's all that I'm saying. It's okay to use it. But again, we have to go back to step one, step two, step three. Is your fitness in order? Is your finances in order? Is your head in order? Your emotional, your mental capacity, all that shit. Have you done the foreplay? You know what I'm talking about? Like you can't use that for the long term. I mean, some people do if, I mean, obviously if you're in the porn industry, but I'm just saying most people aren't in the porn industry. Like you shouldn't need to use that unless it's an actual issue. And if it's okay, it's an actual issue. But the thing is, how do we best combat that? How do we get to our most natural primate states to where we don't have to use male enhancement pills? And, and that's, again, that's that's what, I'm, that's what we're talking about in this podcast is how do we get you back to your most innate primal state where you don't need to, you know, buzz quick or whatever, right? So, again, a lot of things that we needed to cover. With that being said, step one, step two, step three, step four, stop watching porn. The reason why you need to stop watching porn, unless you're doing porn, unless you're fucking every day, unless you're fucking married. If you're married, I've I've heard this time and time again. Guys, my best friends, my friends, homies, I'm not trying to call you out. This is exactly why I'm not fucking using names. I'm just saying, I when someone fucking told me, that we need to plan to have sex. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck is that? Plan sex? The fuck you mean? We need to fuck two, three. If, if you look, if you haven't seen American Pie, right? Jim's dad. Jim's dad literally said the reason why we sent you to fucking Sunday and Wednesday school and Jewish school and all that shit is like we did it two, three times a day. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, you got to fuck, man. If you want to keep her testosterone, you got to keep fucking, man. 
keep fucking like where the fuck it is that you have to plan sex right like and i will say this no i i know women are gonna fucking try to combat me this and i i know this men you do have the option ever after you have however many kids that you want you can have a vasectomy. Of course, women, it is harder on their body to be on a contraceptive, an IUD or NuvaRing or on the pill and oral contraceptives, whatever. I know that. You could also use condoms. Uh, I'm just saying, guys, you do have the option to get a vasectomy so you can bust in your woman however you want because that is probably the best feeling on earth. Fine, whatever, fuck it. But again, going back to that concept is... You have to be able to explain with your partner. Do we want to have kids or do we not have kids? Do we care or do we not have a care? I mean, unless a woman says, hey, I had a hysterectomy and I don't have a baby after. I mean, do whatever it is the fuck you want, but just make sure you take care of your sexual health. So, again, stop watching porn. Be open with your woman. Say that if you have sexual kinks or fantasies that you want to try, be open to explore it. Try to figure out your safe words. I know we're trying to. I know I'm trying to cover a lot of generalities here in this podcast, and I'll cover more in future podcasts. But I'm just saying is, um, we want to make sure that if we need to boost our sex life now, what do we do? And the last thing, of course, that we can do is we could always use toys. I did talk about supplements a little bit. The last step is supplements. So so let me break it down as, as we wrap up this episode. First thing is expand, buy yourself time by expanding floor play, step one. Second time is get your fitness in check. Figure out where you currently stand as a man. Are you too fat? Are you not exercising? Are you on bad medication, etc.? Third thing is exploit angles. Use pillows where you see fit. Um, and that's going to get into our last subject so I can, cause that's going to be the, the long process of, uh, this, ep- this episode podcast, um, uh, exploiting angles, but I want to talk about the Lotus position. Cause I think that is a position that's commonly overlooked. Um, last, uh, fourth thing is stop watching porn, start fucking, unless you're an amateur porn star and you're fucking every day. The reason why I say this is because if you're masturbating constantly you're constantly reducing your testosterone right like you're you're literally like if you're busting four or five times a day through masturbation um which is self-arousal the body chemistry in yourself you're lowering your testosterone but if you are fucking literally trying to procreate and you're taking care of yourself all that stuff for some apparent reason it, it's a real the body chemistry is really weird thing you would actually boost your testosterone because the connection that you have with a woman and yourself that boosts your testosterone like it kind of makes you a king in, in in your own realm sexually so if you're masturbating you need to stop your testosterone if you don't bust in like four or five days through through self-pleasure your testosterone is going to be at like 400 percent that that's that's the study same concept kind of relies to if you're doing porn every day or if you're fucking every day you know same similar concept so if you don't have a girl get yourself a girl if not get yourself a slew i don't care but you need to be fucking every day or be celibate man give yourself that fucking thing like if you're not smoking or drinking or or anything like that be celibate Uh, give yourself the challenge it's okay to use toys, right? 
talked about four, five, use toys or supplements. You know, if you need to use Viagra Cialis, go ahead and do that. Use toys, use a clit stimulator, whatever the case may be. Um, that's kind of, that's going to give you time. You need to give yourself time. You need to make it more about the experience for her to give yourself like, like if you give yourself five minutes of foreplay, 10 minutes of teasing and like two minutes of like actual penetration or even one minute, you gave yourself time, like buy yourself some time, right? Don't fucking try to rush into it. And if there's that one position that, so, so for me, I'll say this because it's all about the G spot, right? We talked about putting the pillow underneath her hip, raising her hips so you can hit the G spot or you can hit it from the side if you're over, which is similar to the doggy style, uh, position, uh, the position that's also very good at stimulating is when there are um, when they are face down um, with the pillow underneath their hips, and uh, it's not doggy style in any way, shape, or form. But you're pretty much on top of a woman, and you are um, stimulating her or penetrating her from the back, um, or penetrating her while her stomach's down. And she's kind of laid down in a prone position. That's going to act. If, if you have not paid attention, you're s- directly stimulating her clitoris in the way she needs to be. That's exactly how she needed to be um, to be able to stimulate her, her G spot. Um, so if you do that, just know that, like, whatever position it is, just don't do that position. Wait for the position that's going to allow you to bust for the end right like allow her to explore your body as a man as a dominant um and then when you're like all right you know i'm tired or i'm gassed like go ahead and do your you know 30 second position whatever the case may be um so that will allow you to explore your partner and and again it's it's a mutual experience not a parasitic experience know that i mean unless you're a fuck boy um, and of course, you could use toys. Uh, you could use uh, the clit simulator, the vibrator, all that stuff. Just make sure that you're open with your partner, that you're willing to do that. Don't be scared if you go to a sex shop. Uh, don't be scared to ask questions because it's about the experience that you're having with your partner. Now that we've wrapped up and. If you made it this far to this to this episode, I know I've kind of ran around through through various topics. It's because I'm trying to get the generalizations out before I get into the specifics. And I could already hear in the comment section, like, bro, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, all that shit. Nah, fuck you. Like you, you can go fuck yourself. Um, because I know exactly what I'm talking about. It's just in a way kind of difficult to be able to explain the specifics to the average man who has not had a BDSM relationship, right? Like, like it, for, to me, it's second nature to the other person. They're going to be like, this is fucking taboo. What the fuck you do? So let's finally cap off this podcast with the Lotus position. So what is the Lotus position? So we talked about angles. We talked about phys, um, foreplay. We talked about your physicality. Uh, we talked about, you know, no fapping. We talked about toys and supplements. Um, what is the lotus position? And I, I think this is something for you to be able to explore. If you're not, if you've never read any kind of book or any kind of uh, 
neo-noir romance like Fifty Shades of Grey if you haven't like actually seen uh, what like what women desire not to say what they want but what they desire sexually um, or if you've never been in that realm it can be kind of difficult to the average man to be able to like how do I please my woman right like how do I make her not want to fucking divorce me how do I make you know uh the typical Sunday sex where she, you know, is like, all right, bend over or all right, you know, get on your back and you just get in, get out, get off five minutes. Like, oh, I've been waiting all week to bust a nut and my woman or whatever the case uh, of your current situation is. It's like, no, how do you change the game for her? How do you keep things exciting? Um, the lotus position is actually a very sensual position, but it can be a very sexual exploitation so lotus position is pretty much where imagine if you're in the butterfly pose or if you're in the indian pose uh if, if you cross your feet or if you uh put the heels of your feet if you're sitting down and you put the heels of your feet together and you're literally what looks like the butterfly position and a woman sits on top of your um uh your uh, gonads you know your 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 gifted gonads or your uh your 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 boy downstairs you know your saluting soldier um it's actually a very spiritual position because it is as intimate as it is stimulating um it's nowhere near comparison comparison to the cow curl position but you could actually do a lot where you can in the lotus position, right, you're literally in a butterfly pose. She sits right on top of your saluting soldier. Um, whether you're four to seven or nine inches, you're literally going to be hitting the angle of her G-spot. Um, but you can also explore and enjoy your woman instead of it being missionary position because you both are literally sitting right up of each other instead of her being our back and you're being over her. It's another way to take things horizontally to the vertical position and you could actually speak to each other the way you want to. You could actually dirty talk the way you want to. You could actually explore the woman the way you want to. You can make more of a connection the way you want to. And you don't need to be gifted the same way I am right downstairs. You you can be average or below average and, and get things done. But because it's based more on the connection, um, you could even start by putting her feet imagine this you're in a butterfly position she's sitting right over you her legs are over your hips right to the to your back right you're in a butterfly position you if she's flexible enough you could even put her legs so her knees are on your your shoulders and increase the angle that way or you could put one leg over and one leg to the side over your hip. So you have one leg on your shoulder, one leg to your side. You're still in the butterfly position. And that's another way to hit the angle the same way that you would do it um, in that modified missionary position as well. But you have the strong emotional connection. So it's those. It's kind of like a modified scissor position as well, uh, if you want to call it that. So the, So I advise you to go ahead and do your thorough research on the lotus position. Go ahead and explore that with your partner. If you're doing the typical missionary and doggy style and it's just not working, you try the angles with put, put, 
putting the pillows or putting your face down, put the pillow underneath your stomach and it's just not working, go ahead and try the lotus position. Because if you're ha- if you're disconnecting with your woman and you feel like you need to get a connection with your woman, go ahead and try the lotus position. I assure you, it's gonna explore more avenues for you. You can go ahead and depending on her flexibility and your flexibility, change positions and whatnot but i that's gonna be the the gateway to help you to get to your next sexual or get over whatever your current sexual frustration is to the next level so that is it for today's episode i know i i know i went pretty much from defending andrew tate to defending myself that i'm not a misogynist a racist a sexist a bigot or whatever else, all the fucking names that they called me to actually get into what I wanted to talk to, which is Mr. Gray's talk room. I want to talk about sex. I want to help you guys explore your sexual life, man or woman. I'm a sexist for both categories. I want to help you sexually satisfy your man uh, because I know what a man wants or help you sexually satisfy a woman because I know exactly what a woman wants. So if this podcast ever gets canceled or anything like that, make sure you catch me on Rumble. Uh, Whether the case may be, I'm going to be in Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Prime, Spotify. You know where to check me out. I'm going to be on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, Facebook. You can catch me. Other than that, guys, stay tuned and take care. Well, let's go ahead and listen to this, right? I'm never confused. Hey. Hey. I'm so used to being you. I love unexpected. Cause I hate what I'm always expecting.